Imagine a pill that can improve your focus, your memory, your sleep. A catalyst to improve your brain chemistry. Dr. Bill's Cognition Plus is truly the smarter in an hour pill. A combination of amino acids, trace minerals, and B vitamins, Cognition Plus is made with specialized herbal extracts that will enhance and support brain function. Our customers say, I feel more focused. My memory's getting better. I can work longer with more useful hours. Power up your neurotransmitters that have been depleted, like dopamine and norepinephrine. Stimulate the release of others, like serotonin and oxytocin. Improve circulation and energy production. Protect your mind and your loved ones today. Order Dr. Bill Deagle's Cognition Plus at 888-212-8871 or go online to NutriMedical.com. That's 888-212-8871 or NutriMedical.com. And listen to the NutriMedical Report on the Genesis Radio Network with open lines every weekday. NutriMedical.com, bringing nutrition and medicine together. This program is brought to you by the Genesis Communications Network, a world leader in talk radio since 1998. Visit GCNlive.com today. To the Nutramedical Report, always trying to add new guests and add uh, lots of vigor and wisdom. One of our new additions today is Bill Still. He has a great podcast. Bill, how do they listen to your podcast, and uh, how do you otherwise broadcast or have a other information out to the public? Well, I've got 120,000 uh, YouTube subscribers, and only one-third of my uh, viewership are subscribers, so that means I've got three times, so about 360,000 viewers <laughs> that's good uh, that, that's excellent okay and how do they subscribe what's the address uh, what's your uh, your YouTube it's, address uh, it's B still and the number three but you can just type in Bill still and in any YouTube window and you'll come up with about 2,000 videos that I've done over the past 10 years no B still is the letter B and then still number three right right okay yeah, I asked on the break, uh, what are the three topics? You mentioned that well, the first one is the coup against uh, President Trump. What do you see as the primary issues going on, and why do you think the battle is occurring? Well, when you called me, I was right in the middle of a production of uh, my latest report, which is number 1917. And uh, <clears throat> what's going on is uh, uh, the head lawyer for the House Intelligence Committee has urged Chairman Nunet excuse me, Nunes, to file uh, contempt, <coughs> uh, contempt citations uh, against the FBI and the Department of Justice. So here right. we have the spectacle of the Congress of the United States holding both the FBI and the Department of Justice in contempt for refusing to provide the documentation behind the infamous and discredited Trump dossier. Right. Now, why do you think they're doing that? Do you think that they're uh, pro-Trump or anti-Trump? Uh, obviously, yes, you know the answer. But why do you think that they think they can get away with this? Because obviously, they work for us, the public, but ultimately their boss is the president. Um, can, they, can Trump just call up the directors of these departments and say, hey, cough up the documents and give them to me this afternoon? Why do they have to file these citations? What's going on? 
Uh, well, you still this deep state is a real thing, and in Washington D.C., it basically is the bureauc the entrenched bureaucracy, and Trump just can't go in and fire them all because there are bureaucratic rules, etc. But you know, if if I was in Trump's situation, and I'm not, and so I'm not privy to <coughs> all the pressures that he's under, but uh, if it was me, I'd just go and fire the guys anyway, and let let the litigation work itself out because these guys are doing serious damage uh, to the republic and they need to be taken out. Now one of the things that I've seen is that the approval process is, is as slow as, as a corn syrup going down in midwinter in Minnesota. Uh, and approving the people to replace what we call the deep state people that are holdovers from the Obama administration. And um, it's both the rhino republicans and these obstructive democrats and we call, I call them the Uniparty. That's what I call them. Right. And, and right. basically, I, I've wanted to put a few new dates in our calendar. The first date is called National Surrender Day, which should be uh, uncelebrated the day before Inauguration Day, which is where the last four presidents we've had since the death of John F. Kennedy have actually prepared America to surrender to world government. Because all the actions of both Rhino Republicans and Democrats are to sequester our military, double our debt, uh, export by rulemaking 50,000 plus businesses in the last 30 years to countries all over the world uh, make our policy so we have an open border with you know 82,000 plus people were put back in the streets that are convicted felons of Trump that the Trump trying to clean up now that Obama and Hillary Clinton put back on the streets that they didn't deport to their own home country during the eight years that Obama was in there Obama's clearly his Malik his brother has brought his birth certificate to show this man is not an American and never was an American uh, it's mind-boggling that the deep state, including Zbigniew Brzezinski and the Grand Chessboard and the globalists, basically said, we're going to eventually break America so that we can have world government. And that's where this ultimately is leading to me. It doesn't matter if it's rhino Republicans or Democrats. The Uniparty is hell-bent on stopping Trump from making America strong again as a world superpower, uh, both financially and otherwise, and want to make sure that they can break our country which they've systematically been doing for since they assassinated John F. Kennedy. Well, it's very nice to talk to you. Uh, we're we're exactly on the same page with all of that. I want you to expand on that, though, because I know you have, you're a very wise uh, man. I listen to a lot to your videos. I want to expand on that because I, I I don't want it to be a monologue. I want you to kind of say where this is going and how Trump is really aggravating. It's not just his tweets, like, for example, with Theresa May over this retweeting these three videos about the, you know, the Britain First kind of group that Theresa May is really angry over. She's actually obstructionistic regarding getting things done with Brexit. Tell us what you think is going on, because I think once Trump gets his tax bill, once he gets rid of the mandate in health care, once he fixes America's borders, and to be honest with you, I don't think he needs to build a physical wall, because a lot of places like the Rio Grande, they need a cybernetic wall. In fact, his policies already, his support of the guard, of a proper operation of the laws already on the books, he's already caused it to drop to a trickle. He needs more of a cybernetic border with, you know, drones and maybe warrior robots and more actual physical guards. But I think Trump is basically, he's the antidote for everything bad that the New World Order is doing to our country. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree with you more. As far as, I, I would prefer to have a physical barrier wherever possible, however, because Trump yeah, exactly. might not be there. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree with you. Go ahead. I'd be there forever. And, uh, you know, if there's a, a physical 
uh, barrier, then if that gets cut through, then that's not so easy to explain or, or cast aside. So yeah, yeah, uh, for a permanent physical barrier, and uh, you do it some places. Uh, it needs to be whatever it needs to be, like in over mountainous areas or along the Rio Grande, where you can't put a physical wall up. The most important thing, even if you have physical wall in some places. You need to have a cybernetic barrier and a number of extra guards and also policies of deportation. You can't just let them, you know, catch and release at the border. It's ridiculous, isn't it? Yeah, the immigration is a problem. You can't really have a, uh, <coughs> a nation with uh, uh, distinct uh, qualities, which is um, the, the essence of world freedom, is to have individual nation-states uh, it's, it's the same thing as was designed in the Constitution with the separation of powers concept where you've got all these powers competing and the founding fathers and their wisdom knew that this was the key to the success of individual freedom in this country was to have that competing power so that one power group would, would never uh, consolidate power too much because there was a natural competition because of the natural greediness of humankind and seeking power. But the same applies on the international scale as well. And so that's why I'm all for uh, discrete, unique, uh, individual nation states and, um, and, and their individual cultures. And that's, that's what they're trying to attack. They, they, they know if, uh, if they can attack those individual uh, cultures, then uh, it'll be much easier to get people to, to give in to their uh, one-world governance. Right. Well, of course, the plan has been North American Union for many years. In the fall of 1973, they published in Foreign Affairs, the Journal of the Council on Foreign Relations, their plan for 10 trade zones, with us being trade zone 3, U.S., Canada, and Mexico. And uh, they work steadily, step by step. And really, the linchpin is America. We're like the doorstop on the New World Order. If they can get America destroyed and fractionated down so it has really no functional border, uh, all nation states in the world, whether it's New Zealand or whatever, really will not have any functional borders anymore. And that includes uh, the move toward blockchain, biometrics, and a world currency system where the globalists want to control everything. They don't want gold or silver. They don't want any other commodities. They want to make sure they control everything. It's ridiculous, isn't it? Well, uh, and just remember, you know, Ted Cruz is lying low right now, but his wife was the uh, the head of North American Union implementation for the southern region uh, while she was working for Goldman Sachs. That was her job. I know uh, that. And, you know, Ted that's Cruz was will be back. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, that's right. You're going to commercial. Ted yeah, Cruz will be back. So will Rubio. Yeah, unfortunately, these guys are globalists, aren't they? Yeah, absolutely. You got him numbered. You'd be a good, uh, we call world police cop against the New World Order. <laughs> we'll be back in a minute with Bill Still. If you have questions for me or Bill, 877-317-6432. Check out his videos on YouTube. It looks like I think that uh, Trump is going to get a bill through. Now, one of the strange things, because he doesn't have a 60-vote majority in the Senate, they have to use this reconciliation thing. They can't increase the debt by a certain amount. In fact, they have this trigger in the Senate bill that if they don't get a certain amount of growth in the economy to pay for this uh, big uh, change in taxes, 
it's going to kind of jump your taxes back. But I don't think that's the case. Every time you grow the economy, which is the way you run any business, you, you decrease your expenses by cutting out stupid things you don't need. But the most important thing is to grow your business. And then the expenses that you use become less and less a fraction of your overall flow, which is why Trump came back after even several bankruptcies by using the laws correctly and actually regrowing his business and leveraging things. Unfortunately, uh, he's the first businessman to run America probably in 200 years. Everybody else has been a pol- politicking things. That's why I saw a picture years ago of a, um, a military vehicle. It was an aircraft, I believe. And if you got looked up close on the, on the comic picture, it showed that each part was made in different dir- district by a first specific congressman or senator. So... Um, Trump is basically coming against that mess. So he's going to ask the military, what do you want for equipment? He's going to re- bring him out of sequestration. So that he says, I'm going to give you local powers to do what you need in Afghanistan and elsewhere, which is why we're getting so effective at cleaning out ISIS and the terrorists in Afghanistan and saying we're even coming across the border to Pakistan, which is why we had this family that was given to us from Pakistan that was being held there against their will for five years. So, uh, you know, it's amazing how he's ticking off everybody, even people that are pretending to be kind of pseudo-pro-British like Theresa May, who we know she really was against uh, Brexit, and she's trying to pretend that she somehow wants to kind of bring it through, but she really isn't. Uh, he's flushing everybody out, like, you know, Corker and Flake. He's flushing out everybody, uh, and it's it's quite humorous almost at times, isn't it? Well, yeah, and... Um Corker and Flake need need to go, you know. But the problem is, that it seems like the British, even even when the truth is right in their face of the destruction that this is causing, it seems like they're it's still fifty fifty that they're buying into this Theresa May whatever it is she's doing to uh, try to sidestep Brexit. So that's very concerning. Well, remember, it's the British White Hats organization that gave the security information indicated there was use of chemical weapons by Bashar al-Assad against his own people. Well, we know this is a lie. And anybody who had common sense was referred to an independent council of the United Nations who said that the, that the previous attacks were not done by Bashar al-Assad against his own people. And the Russians called for this investigation by an independent group that proved it. But yet, Donald Trump, listening to bad intel, did a missile attack against Syria and hit that base. To be... Trump is starting to get wiser because his own generals tried to get him to say, well, we want you to deploy 150,000 troops in Syria. That would immediately mean war with Russia. And Trump knew that, you know, we can deal with ISIS together rather than trying to get into an immediate conflict with Russia. So Trump is, you know, Trump is Trump. He's not even going to be led by his own cabinet, even when they give him bad intel, is he? No, Trump's independent, and, and he has an independent streak, and that's how he got elected in the first place. If, if it was not for that independent streak, then uh, uh, he surely wouldn't have made it. Because that, that's what brought about the, the monster vote, which was uh, totally uncounted in the polls. And between the monster vote coming out because of Trump's unbridled streak... Um, uh, I'm sorry, I'm going to get, yeah, I'm getting all these phone calls all of a sudden. By, by, by the monster vote, what do you mean by monster vote? Can you expand on that? Well, the, the monster vote was, we, we saw it in, uh, at first demonstrating itself in the primaries, where uh, uh, even the best polls would undercount Trump's ultimate vote. 
and right. it was it was like consistent across the board. It was people coming out that never came out to vote. I mean, what the even during the presidential, it, you're lucky to have 50 percent of the registered voters in the country come out to vote. So that means there's another 50 percent just out there unmotivated because they don't like the candidate or they don't like any of the candidates. And right. Trump cut through that and got you know. Uh, shaved uh, maybe 10 or 15 percent off of that 50 percent that doesn't ever come out and that that made him unstoppable yeah and i honestly think he's going to be more unstoppable uh, i'm going to give you a couple of predictions i want to see you get your feedback on them i predict next year uh with by christmas he's going to get this uh, tax bill through which will by the way have attached in this tax bill that'll get through both the senate and the congress the uh removal of the health care mandates another dissembling and I've been saying this for now a year since they started all this they tried to pass this giant health bill I said don't do it think of a large statue that you contract say in a downtown skyscraper that's inside this alcove inside a skyscraper that's seven tons you got to bring in welders and people to take it out in pieces and a dolly that's what he's starting to do with health care. And I told him this basically repeatedly with all kinds of experts. Stop trying to do well, This is how Obama put it in. Obama didn't make one giant bill. It was a bunch of regulatory changes for health and human services. It was bills. It was all kinds of chicanery, including uh, strong-arming one of the Supreme Court justices, I think. I'm trying to remember his name now, to say that it was a tax. I mean, how can you make health care a tax? I mean, that's, that's kind of crazy ideas and if it actually went to a full uh, review by the Supreme Court now they'd probably say oh we got to strike that down that can't be called a tax you can't make health care a tax or make a tax penalty it's crazy isn't it yeah, but think of the chaos that would reign if suddenly the Supreme Court ruled uh, some huge portion of Obamacare to be unconstitutional. <laughs> well, I think they're by step, step by step, step by step, they're doing it. And to be honest with you, healthcare breaks down to three things. You need to have catastrophic care for everybody that's reasonable price that has high limits that so don't kill you when you're healthcare. Because I'm an intensive care doctor, I can tell you, I saw people killed because their insurance ran out. Number two, you need basically a contract of groups of doctors locally where it's 40 bucks an adult and 20 bucks a kid. And then you want preventive care that involves functional testing, genetic testing, whatever. You can have like a club membership or something. And you have it set up in such a way there's competition so it's reasonable cost. And we have set it up so there's a tax write-off for whatever you do, including supplements and testing to keep yourself healthy because it's like driving a vehicle. You know, if you got to pay because the vehicle broke down, and that means all of us, you want to make sure people stay healthy and have a long life and keep working. I don't believe in retirement at 65. I believe the back of the shovel, whether you're 90 or 100, is when you're retired. You're retired because you're under the ground. And we want to start working at life extension and health extension so we have active, smart, elderly people still working. Uh, and we don't want people disabled either. We want to have workfare rather than welfare, which is damaging our society and our structure. So uh, the predictions I have for next year are three. Number one, I expect that Trump is going to have to do military action against North Korea. Number two, I think a trade war is going to happen with China because they're being anemic in their response. And number three, I expect Trump is going to win such an increase in number of seats in Senate and Congress. He's going to have a full mandate to do whatever he wants in the last two years of his, of his presidency before 2020. And they're going to try to bring in a star like some kind of people like Oprah or somebody, the Democrats. And he's going to defeat them. He's going to get a second term. That's my prediction. Yes, what do you think? Question. He's absolutely going to crush him. The, 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 he'll, his margin will increase in both the House and the Senate. Uh, I think the Democrats know this, and they're just desperately trying anything they can, uh, some sort of end around. Uh, this, uh, for, for example, uh, with the Roy, if Roy Moore makes it in Alabama, then uh, the Trump's uh, fate, it, Trump's victory is sealed. 
Oh, yeah, in fact, here's the, here's the issue, and I talk about this because abortion is the primary issue with the Democrats. Roy Moore is falsely being accused. I went through the evidence of a medical legal expert and a forensic expert. I can tell you this is total BS going after Roy Moore. He's not the NBC guy or, or you know, these uh, really corrupt uh, congressmen and senators. Roy Moore is innocent as the driven snow. And if he gets in, Trump's agenda is sealed, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And the late Kiyosaki, Rogers, and Schiff all. Yeah, like it to crack me on that. So, okay, one of the things I have all kinds of swirling information about all the things that Kennedy was doing before he was assassinated. One of them was that he printed five billion dollars of U.S. Uh, currency notes. What's the story behind that? Because uh, there's uh, well, all kinds of uh, stories in this. John W. Spring has talked about the story about a, uh, an action by Russia as was involved with the assassination. Uh, obviously, he was taking off the banks. He also ticked off Israel. Didn't want to give them nuclear materials. Uh, because one of the solutions that you mentioned on the break, which I agree with, is the idea that if Donald Trump could pay off the debt if he converted from Fed Reserve to U.S. notes. So g- give us the background of that. Uh, well, the uh, executive order that, that people attribute this notion uh, to JFK that he he was killed because he uh, wanted to abolish the Federal Reserve and replace uh uh, Federal Reserve notes with U.S. notes and all that. That's nonsense. Uh, that, that executive order uh, merely talks about um, uh, reducing uh, silver certificates out of, out of the currency because the price of silver had exceeded uh, $1 per ounce. And so he, he was merely uh, uh, essentially preparing the way to remove silver certificates because they, they couldn't redeem them for uh, uh, more than uh, the, uh, the current price of silver. had nothing to do with U.S. Okay. Absolutely nothing. Okay, this so you, uh, that's good. Right, so you put that to rest now. But you did mention that one of the solutions that Donald Trump said he could pay off the national debt by converting from Fed Reserve to U.S. notes. What's the story there? Well, you have to do it in a certain way. I mean, uh, the, the way that they sustain this national debt thing is they, they sell uh, bonds into the open market, U.S. bonds, uh, bonds, notes, and bills, uh, depending on the, the duration of them, into the open market. Well, it turns out that 58% of the national debt is financed at three years or less. That means all he would have to do as these, bonded, uh, as these bonds come due is instead of paying them off with Federal Reserve notes and or their electronic equivalents, you pay them off with U.S. notes, which are not a bank uh, debt instrument. They're an obligation of the federal government. Uh, and they're not created at debt, and you, it completely uh, shuts down the debt every time you pay off one of these bonds with a U.S. note instead of a Federal Reserve note. So in just three years' time of doing this, he would reduce the national debt by 58%. Now, wow. the rest of I mean, is, I've never heard this anywhere else. I mean, you're brilliant to tell me this, okay? Please continue. 
So uh, the, the only thing he couldn't pay off were, would be, of course, the 10-year notes and the 30-year notes, but they're a very small percentage of the national debt. And you can imagine, uh, uh, well, right now maybe the, the uh, 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 total interest on the national debt is about $450 billion. So suddenly you could inject um, $300 additional billion dollars per annum, not over a 10-year period, but per annum into the economy. You can imagine what a what a boost to the American economy that would be. And so it would be obvious that, yes, if we reduce our debt and reduce the interest payment on the debt, our economy is going to do a whole lot better. And so right. it would become obvious then. And then, then they, they could put in, even now, after Trump, well, let's just keep this, let's pay it all off. Okay, now here's the question. You mentioned that, you know, let's say he gets two terms. And we may, know, we may have a post-Trump, administration that's Trump-like, okay, or he's in the wings as an advisor. Right. Uh, he obviously mentioned that he doesn't want to tick off the big banks. How would this harm the banks to go to U.S. notes rather than Federal Reserve notes? Well, because... because Federal Reserve notes are an, a debt instrument of the U.S. banks. In other words, none of our money is... Uh, all of our money is created as a debt instrument. Right. For example, you go and you, you get a mortgage loan, and you sign the final papers with the banker. Does the banker go back in the vault and pull out a Santa Claus bag of $100 bills and give it to you? No. No. He opens an account in your name and writes a couple numbers in that account. At that instant... He, had, he is creating money out of thin air. Right. Every Fed Reserve note or its electronic equivalent in circulation is a debt instrument, and the banks are collecting, uh, primarily the banks, are collecting the interest on that. This is just we're renting our money, and we can get out of that cycle. It Not only it costs us money, but it also costs us influence because the bankers are sure uh, to be the biggest contributors to everybody, all members of Congress, to be sure that nobody passes a law that ends this uh, nice little situation they have set up. Now, would it allow uh, people, anybody to buy these bonds, like the Chinese or Russians or anybody else, or say the Saudis, for example, the Saudis know it's the end of the Saudi OPEC uh, hegemony. Because America, with opening up Anwar, which is part of this thing with Lisa Murkowski, is going to make America the number one coal, gas, and oil producer on the earth by a very large margin. So how does this affect other countries buying our bonds and how they could influence policy? Does it do have any effect on that? Um, I don't know. I'd have, I'd have to think about that. But, I mean, they can, buy, they can buy the bonds right now. That's not really a question of who buys the bonds. It doesn't open it up or shut it down to anybody. No, it, does, it, no, it, it, doesn't, it doesn't have allow a leverage of influence to say, hey, we're going to buy $2 trillion of bonds or whatever from you. You better put in these kind of policies for all buy more or something. It doesn't like, Nothing like that, right? Well, but see, if we're not paying that $450 billion in interest, that means we're not emitting uh, additional debt instruments, i.e. bonds. Right. And so uh, the idea is to completely shut off this concept that uh, uh, we have the ability to borrow money to fund um, uh, profligate spending. From the do, you think he might do, it, do you think he might do it after he gets over the 60 votes uh, limit so they don't have sequestration of these other kind of laws that they have to do in the Senate? If Trump gets enough majority in the Senate and Congress that he might start doing something like this? Because obviously this guy is a financial genius. He knows the solution to the problem already, doesn't he? 
Yes, he does. That's what I'm saying. He, he, he made this statement at, uh, uh, early in the campaign after his first visit to the Washington Post editors. And he went down to the new uh, Trump Hotel on Pennsylvania Avenue in D.C. And he, he, he had one of his first news conferences. And at that news conference, he says, yes, I can pay off the national debt in two terms as president. And, wow. of course, the banker howled. Oh, this, this guy's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, he, 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 yeah. yeah. Yeah, in other words, he's got the crows picking at the corn in the, in the field and he's putting up some scarecrows by saying, hey, I'm going to do this, right? No, I think he, he actually, uh, he, he had stumbled onto this then, and I can't tell you how I know this, but I know it. And uh, uh, he, he thought, well, gee, that's a good idea. And true Trumpian fashion, I mean, I think this guy seeks the truth and seeks to implement the truth. Oh, yeah, he does. Yeah, and he, yeah, and he'll absorb ideas from other people, and then he'll study enough and study enough. That's why no one can run him. I I notice this, even though he's got 38 advisors around that have got the Pope on speed dial, uh, I don't see him being steered by anybody, not even his daughter Ivanka. I see Trump kind of looking at things, looking at things, looking at things, and then he says, we're going to do this. And even when he's making deals with the Chinese, like, for example, they, by declaring North Korea a, a threat, he's basically saying to China, we're going to have a trade war, and I'm going to put a 25% tariff on you unless you get rid of this North Korean threat. And uh, he does mean it, and Xi gets it, because he got the cake in Mar-a-Lago, and he realizes chocolate cake as well, at the same time he's hitting these air bases in Syria with missiles. He needs to take Trump seriously, and I think he does, including some of the people that are much harder line than China, China that think they just want to build up these islands and they're going to eventually become the world power and so on because they've got this policy called China 2025. What do you think? I mean, Trump is a master at getting around and manipulating people, the art of the deal. He's kind of, uh, you know, that's why when he retweets Theresa May or he puts the jaws to, to Xi and he's patting them on the back and they're shaking hands or even talking to Putin. And, you know, he said, well, you know, Putin says he didn't do any manipulation of the election and so on. And that's what he believes. So he just wants to get rid of ISIS and he's doing it. So no matter what you say, he's goal directed, isn't he? He's what? He goal directed. He's, he, it doesn't matter who he has to work with to get the goals done. Oh, gold directed. Yeah, I thought you said yeah, gold. Yeah. No, gold. 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 Not, not, not gold. Gold. G-O-A-L. Yeah, there's, never been, there's never been a character like him in, in American... interview a guest and I actually learn from my guest, which I am. Thank you, thank you. I, I want to raise an issue here, and you mentioned this, the grinding of nation states against each other in this fallen world is essential to the stability of a world. Uh, and Trump, and it's not just Trump, by the way, it's a Trump-like phenomenon that's occurring with Macron, who's a nationalist, who although they slathered over this icing to make him look globalist, he's not, or the rise of the new leader in Austria and in Hungary and other nations in Europe, there's a new rise all over the world of nationalism, even in places like Vietnam and Thailand and so on. And what people need to understand is the globalists don't want independent nation-states. They don't want a herd of independent nations grinding against each other for trade deals or military deals or whatever, or security of certain trade zones or even territory. They want a homogenized globalist system where they have total control. That's scary, isn't it? Right. 
Right, it's called centralization of power, and that is is in direct direct opposition to not uh, uh, to the democratic notion. That doesn't mean that we are a democracy, we're a constitutional republic, but still the democratic notion where uh, where power is pushed down to the people to the greatest degree that it's politically practical to do. In other words, you can't have uh, a total democracy. Uh, you have to have a republic. You have to have representative government of some sort. But you can try to keep pushing it down to the greatest extent possible. And, of course, the people with power and, and who buy against each other to get more power, they don't want that. They, they want to steal that power uh, from the bottom of the pyramid and have it unto themselves. I want to ask you a question because we're seeing the rise of Bitcoin. It went seven years ago from about seven cents a share up to around I think eight or ten thousand dollars, and they're now saying it's going to go. The sky's the limit. I'm very worried about the use of uh, of corporations like Amazon and even governments eyeing the idea of cryptocurrencies and tying it to biometrics to get absolute control of people's lives. I mean, everywhere you go now, when you go on the Internet, if you search for something on Amazon, they're trying to co-market you another device. For example, I, my daughter, Kelsey, who is 24 with Down syndrome, I got her a uh, Barbie's Dream House for Christmas. And because she shares an iPad, and she's on her iPad, and she's very good at computers, she's very high-functioning, the ad comes up on her iPad that tells her about, the dream, not the Dream House, but about another product about Barbie that's their, their little caravan thing. So she went to my wife to say, look, hey, uh, mommy, I want this. And it pops up. If you go searching for an item, they, they actually have databases now. They know more than your mother about all your likes and dislikes and what kind of underwear you have and socks and what kinds of places you like to travel. It's kind of scary. In other words, you're literally existing as a sim in cyber world now. And the idea of cryptocurrencies linked to biometrics makes me very worried that the globalists want to capture us and want to call a cyber cage. In fact, they even talked about a religion last week on Drudge where this group of nutballs wants to have a cyber god with a super intelligence and access to all databases that they can worship. Uh, what do you think of all this craziness, uh, this idea of cryptocurrencies and biometrics and, and you know, in total invasion of our life, you know, with all these things? I don't buy this because uh, the, the essence of, of the Bitcoin phenomenon and all cryptocurrencies are, are currently competing uh, philosophically in this space is, uh, it is to uh, decentralize power, is to to push power down, not to centralize power. And, and so, uh, you know, maybe some of them do it better than, than others, but uh, ha having worked in this space for a long time and, you know, talked to these guys, uh, that's really what they're all about. They're, they're into working against the man. Working against the man means right. working against this global centralization of power thing. And I don't think they can control uh, Bitcoin any more than they can control Trump. No, no, I'm, I'm not saying they can now. In fact, right now, the reason why it's expanding so rapidly is because they're working against the man. But what if the man takes over cryptocurrencies, i.e. global government, and then ties it to biometrics? That's what I'm concerned well, about. Right now, it's obviously, right now, it's obviously something that is expanding because it is against the Fed Reserve System, which is controlling the world economy. It is against, quote, the man and the, 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 the cabal of bankers that run everything, including even wars. Um, I'm concerned about what's going on down the road where the government say, you know what, 
The globalists need to take over cryptocurrencies and kind of make it the law that no other currency is valid. That's what concerns me, things like that. I mean, not now. Obviously, the reason why Bitcoin and these other ones are successful is because they are against demand. That's why there are 250 competing cryptocurrencies right now. I mean, exactly. Yeah. Uh, they, there's a new one that comes online every day, probably, or at least every few days. I know and that. It, yeah. it's individual guys who have made money in Bitcoin and want to make more money by creating their own new coin, you know, where they, they create the first 20 million coin and then they put it on the market and eventually they can sell it off and make an extra, you know, many millions of dollars. On, but it, that's okay because they're all competing and uh, it's a good thing. And, uh, and until uh, this mega computing comes online to where the uh, current in- encryption modality can be broken, which might be longer than people predict. Uh, You know, it's perfectly safe. And who's to say they can't double or triple or quadruple the level of of encryption and still keep keep it out of the hands of the bad guys? I mean, all these guys are into whatever innovation they can get their foot in the door of, they're going to do. So that's a good thing. Yeah, I agree. At this point, it is. I'll tell you what I, I just I know because I had above top secret clearance. We look. I took care of the employees at Missile Defense Command, the U.S. Space Command, and the Virtual World Project at Shriver Air Force Base, which is the Matrix. And what people need to understand uh, that one of the things that the NSA doesn't want people to know is most of their encryption technology is based on prime numbers, but uh, the prime number encryption has been broken, and there's ways of encrypting things that's completely unbreakable. And uh, this freaks out the the globalist control agencies and the intel agencies because you can encrypt things in such a way with the dark internet that's completely unbreakable by any uh, special agency. And that's concerning to them because they want total omniscience. They want cybernetic omniscience, don't they? Well, of course. I mean, that would be the the ultimate centralization of power. Where is Shreve Air Force Base? Shriver is uh, 18 miles east of Colorado Springs on Garbage Dump Road. It's 300 levels of security to NORAD. It's the Center for U.S. Missile Defense Command and Space Command. Uh, so that's Cheyenne Mountain. No, it's not. Cheyenne Mountain's three lower levels. That's Cheyenne is down on the south uh, west side of Colorado Springs. Shriver is 18 miles east in a little town called Falcon. Uh, Falcon, Colorado. Uh, is 18 miles east of Colorado Springs out in the plains, and it's underground. It's two miles underground, and I had security clearance taking care of all the employees working on those and many other classified projects, including U.S. Missile Defense Command, Space Command, and uh, the Virtual World Project. And you wouldn't believe the stuff that we have. I mean, we've got space-based weapons that are literally decades ahead of anybody else on Earth. We have all kinds of things going on that people... In terms of quantum computing, Cray Array 4 and the new quantum Cray Array 5 computer systems underground, people have no idea. Just There's no nation on Earth like America, honestly, uh, not even within right. decades. Right. I know. My, my dad was chief, chief scientist of the Miniman missile system. Right, right. Well, so you have a pretty clear, clear idea. And, and the thing is, one of the things that concerns me is we didn't have full implementation of the missile defense. So I've come up with a system I'm going to send to the president to the president called Laser Net Interferometry System because I have a background in quantum nuclear physics as well as engineering and other things. And this system, combined with the systems they have, which are theater air defense, plasma interferometry at the upper troposphere, and the, the ground-based Tesla plasma uh, systems at uh, Missile Defense Command at, at Vandenberg and, and White Sands Missile Base, and these should have been deployed and expanded dramatically. They underfunded them during all the administrations since Ronald Reagan, and as a result, we have been in a state of 
danger. Right now we are in a state of danger from not just Iran, but a state in danger from North Korea and also Venezuela. The missiles that they put in Cuba were there until the fall of the Soviet Union in the late 1980s. People don't realize we went and invaded Nicaragua. The Russians were trying to put missiles in there. And they have tons of missiles now in Venezuela. Right now we have a new Cuban missile crisis in Venezuela uh, with even their major river there with even submarines tunneling to the sides of the river. People don't understand what's really going on, that the Cold War is still continuing. Oh, I, I don't doubt that, but I, that was that's news to me about Venezuela. That's interesting. Venezuela, yeah, talk about classified information I have from. See, I have three sources. I have still sources inside CENTCOM, Pentagon, uh, and other agencies, as well as uh, my own security clearance. So, I know stuff that's really bad, and we talk about it with experts that come on either with their real name, like Jason Burgess from CENTCOM a few months ago, to people inside the Pentagon and other places that come on the show and talk about these things. So, bad stuff. Okay. Trump's next problem next year is he's going to have to deal with Venezuela, North Korea, and Iran. And their scientists are sharing info and even have scientists on the ground working in missiles and ways of attacking America. Big stuff. Uh-huh. Well, I mean, EMP is the, is the big, the easy, the low-hanging fruit it, for them. Exa- exactly. They just need to fire a missile up at a fishing boat 300 miles off the coast uh, with a low right. Kelton weapon. 100,000 feet in the air, boom, 1,800 radio miles of no power. That's all they need. You won't even hear the pop. Right. Amazing. Thank you, Bill. You're an amazing guy. I appreciate it. Take care. Message and data rate. Do you have difficulty taking supplements? Are you searching for a high-quality, complete nutritional drink that your whole family will love? Nutramedical's life support has arrived. All of your daily nutritional requirements in one quick, delicious drink. Dr. Bill Deagle's life support is a proprietary blend of vegan protein, activated vitamins, essential minerals, amino acids, probiotics, green tea, digestive enzymes, anti-inflammatories, cancer prevention, detoxification, and much more. Your body will high-five you for this one. Life support is the best complete nutritious meal replacement on the market. Whether you are an elite athlete, have post-operative challenges, chronic illness, elderly, or a family that just wants a quick, delicious drink, try Dr. Bill Deagle's Life Support for optimized nutrition in one great-tasting smoothie. Just add cold water, almond milk, fruit, or anything else you like. Nutramedical's Life Support. Try our great-tasting chocolate or vanilla today. Call 888-212-8871 or visit us online at Nutramedical.com. Nutramedical.com for the whole family.